grateful. Let's sing it once more. Yes, His mercy. grateful for the Lord's mercy. Amen. God bless you this morning, saints. Nice to be back with you. Nice to welcome back all those who have been away on spring break. It's good to be back together, man, in the house of the Lord. Why don't we just turn the screen, uh, yet not I, but through Christ in me, if we could just sing that this morning. Looking forward to hearing from Brother Tom this morning, and just trust that you've come expecting. Amen. And you'll leave satisfied that it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's sing this song together, What Gift of Grace. What gift of grace is Jesus, my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my Oh, my God. 
I have a source in times of need. The battle is the Lord's. Give me
So just stand still and watch the glory of the Lord move on your behalf, saints, this morning. The battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. We're going to go to prayer at this time. I'm just going to ask for Brother Michael. Actually, Brother Michael, nice to have you home. Brother Michael Ray, if you would come and open the service for us in a word of prayer. We do want to remember our brother Glenn Tamlinson this morning from Colorado. He's asking for prayer. Doctors have found a large mass on his pancreas. He's having a biopsy done and just desiring the saints would remember him in prayer. Also, there's a note from our brother Stan. He just says, Dear Saints, I would like to announce that he and Sister Monique and the family will be flying back to Brussels on Wednesday. And they want to thank the Lord Jesus and the whole Cloverdale Bible Way Church and Brother Tom Ray for their, brother Tom Ray for their prayer, prayers and support. God bless you all. So may God be with you, Brother Stan, Sister Monique, and the family as you make your way home. Amen. If there's a need on your heart that you'd just like to lift before the Lord this morning, amen, we know he sees every need. Amen. He's still the meter of every need this morning. Amen. Brother Michael, would you come, please? just lift it up before the Lord Heavenly Father we Lord open this service Lord in prayer as we have done many many days and services Lord but Lord it's not this morning we don't approach your throne as a formality of service but Lord we approach your throne because Lord we believe in a living God that is here and dwelling amongst your people this morning Lord, we don't just come to prayer, Lord, just to say idle words, Lord, and words of repetition, but Lord, we come to bear our heart. Lord, to tell you as we've sung our songs of praise this morning, Lord, that the battle is not ours, it's your battle, Lord. And Lord, where your people, Lord, is even, Lord, there's a source in time of need, Lord, as the verse was wrote by Brother Ryan. Lord, this morning we are in need, Lord. We have burdens on our heart this morning. We are living in a dark age, oh God, of gross darkness. And each one, Lord, sojourning. But Lord, we know there's one we can turn to. When, Lord, the battle is hot, when the battle is raging. When, Lord, it seems that there's despair right around the corner. But Lord, as Moses stood before the waters of the Red Sea, as Israel stood there looking at a formidable foe. But Lord, you said the battle's not yours. It's my battle. So just speak. Speak the word and go forward. Lord, that's, Lord, our prayer this morning as we turn to the very word himself, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you stood there with Moses at the Red Sea. You still stand with your people here today at our Red Seas, Lord. Sister Monique, Lord, it's been a Red Sea for Brother Stan. But, Lord, you've stood there time again, Lord, we prayed. Lord, you've brought her to a point where she could go home stable. But, Lord, we don't end there. That's not the end end of the story. Lord, it's just a continuation of the word in her life, the continuation of healing through her body. Would you, Lord, bring your glory through her vessel and, Lord, heal her whole and make her well, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. This brother in Colorado, Lord, issues with his pancreas. You are the creator of the pancreas. You're the creator of the cells. Would you, Lord, touch him, oh God. Lord, people don't pen a need just because, Lord, it's just something to do, but, Lord, they pen a need because they have faith in the prayers of your saints, Lord, around the world, not just here at Cloverdale Bible Way, but, Lord, a body of believers that can lift up our needs, Lord. We can lift up, Lord, our burdens to you. And, Lord, you hear and you answer our prayer for you are a faithful God. Lord, I was thinking of the verse we just sang a few moments ago. You are raised to overthrow the grave. Lord, how many, Lord, have been raised? Lord, their raised children are raised up for a certain purpose. But, Lord, you 
you came to a little manger with one purpose to overthrow the grave that we might come and live with you eternally oh God Lord we come here this morning Lord that you would Lord continue to mold and shape and, and Lord just chisel us so that we are ready for that, that body change we pray Lord, we commit this service today. May, Lord, all the things of the world and the day and the week, Lord, it fade into the distant. And, Lord, our focus, just be so laser-focused on the word this morning, we pray. We commit the service, the servant of God, the worship, the musicians, everyone here in our place, that you would then be able to move in divine presence this morning. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. You may have your seats as we take up the morning offering. We do want to be sure that we greet everyone this morning. If you're still visiting with us, you'd like to say God bless you. And again, all those making their way home from their holidays, it's good to have each of you back together. Good to see all the family coming back together once again. We do have a couple welcomes we'd like to make known. Our brother Leon Gerlon just wants to welcome his parents-in-law, Brother Guillermo and Sister Lily Mendoza visiting from the Philippines, and also Sister Rochelle Soriano from the Philippines as well. So God bless you wherever you are. We'd like to, maybe we could welcome them. That's a long distance to come visit family in the church. God bless you. Nice to have you here with us. Also, where's Sister Rotunda? Is she here in the service? Where is she? Not left. Ah, your brother David's come to fetch you home. Is that right? Back to South Africa. God bless you. We want to send you with our love and our greetings. God grant you traveling mercies and bless your family. Amen. May God strengthen you and watch over you. There's a song that's been on my heart. I first heard it a couple months ago, and I think a lot of you probably already know it, but I'm going to maybe teach it to the congregation this morning. And then after that, our sister Joanne has a song for us before Brother Tom comes. So maybe we could just have the words up for that. And if you know it, please sing it. It's not my desire to just perform for you. I'd like you just to join in. But every time I hear this chorus, I just am so impacted by it. So maybe we could just sing this, and then we'll have Sister Joanne as well. Thank you.
praise him this morning. It's the house of praise. You're worthy of it all, Lord Jesus. You're worthy of all glory and honor. Father, that we can give you praise this morning as we go to this baby dedication. You've given Sister Rotunda, Lord, and Brother David, you've given them life. You've given them a child. You are worthy of all things. For we know that all life comes from the Father of lights. And so, Father God, we just look to you to crown us with your glory and your presence this morning. May it be an unusual move of God within the hearts of your children. You're the great I am. You're the omnipotent one. You're the Alpha, and you are the Omega. You're the lovely Lord Jesus, the one that's walked out of the pages of this Bible. And we want to give you the glory this morning as we turn to this little baby dedication for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats. Joanne, if you don't mind, honey, sing it after the baby dedication. Well, this morning we have a very proud couple. And Brother David, you came to take away one of our daughters of the gospel. Well, I think we're going to take it back. <laughs> but you with it. How's that sound? How's that sound? We'll take you and the family with it. Amen. Sister Rotunda, Brother David, Poza are standing here from South Africa. David has, has come this long distance now for Sister Rotunda and this darling baby boy, John. If I, if, if I say it incorrectly, please forgive me. Or Tilway, Tilway, Tilway Poza. They're here to dedicate a child. And Brother Bram said, now the Lord has given to you this lovely little one. And now you are dedicating it to him, putting it into his arms. That God who has given you, you're returning him back to him. Giving it to him that he might bless his life and make it a life of service. Amen. That's what a dedication service is all about. John, God is gracious. Or Tilway, beloved. So we have now John the beloved. John the beloved. Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 6 and 6 that these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them and thou shalt sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. Speak the name of Jesus. Tell him about his Savior. Tell him about a mighty God who has come to redeem his bride. John has written much in the scripture. And I might want to change my name to John after I finish. Because if you read the scripture, you'll read it often. Where the Bible says, then, 
the angel came to him and said, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, thy and thy wife shall bear a son, and thou shalt call his name John. John 13, 23. Now there leaning on Jesus' bosom was one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And it's recorded that that was John. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother, the disciple standing by whom he loved. John 21 and 7, therefore the disciples, the disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter. It's, it's recorded so often that, that the Lord Jesus loved John. And may the Lord Jesus this morning, as we dedicate John back to the Lord Jesus, that that same love will be upon him. Then Peter, turning around, seeing the disciples whom Jesus loved, following, always called John the one disciple that he loved. May the Holy Spirit take this lovely little child and cause the love of Jesus to well up within him, watch over him, keep him, baptize him, save him, redeem him, watch over him. John the Beloved. Amen. Hey, John, are you ready for Tom? God bless you, darling. God bless you. Amen. There's mommy. Let's pray. Lord, Hannah prayed one day for her son. And she brought Samuel to the temple to dedicate him back to the giver of life. And Brother David and Sister Rotunda standing here, Lord, cradling this little bundle of life. John the Beloved, would you bless him? Would you ever keep your hand upon him, Lord? May no harm come his way. May the angels be in attendance, Lord, and put a, a Lord, a protection around him. That, Lord, even as he grows up, he'll learn of this lovely Lord Jesus. When Daddy rises up, when Mommy rises up, may they speak Jesus. When they lay down, may they speak Jesus. When they're at the table, may they speak Jesus. May this be John again, beloved of the Lord. May he know you in his youth, Lord, in the power of your resurrection. May the grace of God ever settle upon him, keeping him, loving him, wooing him, drawing him to your side, Lord. I pray that your blessing be upon this little child, that the glory of God Go with him and be with him as we dedicate him back to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother David. Amen. That's right. It's time to go. Amen. Have a safe journey. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless you, honey. Amen.
first sang this song when I was about 14. The words still are, are the same. Let's go. 
Amen. God bless you. Nice to see you all this morning. I appreciate that song, honey. God bless you. It's going to be the theme of, the, of this morning. So it's nice to have something introduced where we're going to be preaching on. But it's certainly nice to see everybody this morning, all in their places. And I've uh, been watching you. You know, those cameras are really, really revealing. <laughs> yeah, you should, put, you should put a little bit more smiles on your faces. Mm-hmm. And uh, they always take it when you're not expecting it, which is fine. But it's nice to know that there are some people that love the Lord Jesus and love the Word. Appreciate the brethren standing, and thank you so much. Holding the four pillars of the church, deacons, trustees, and all those brothers that are so faithful. Nice to see a missing couple. I see them up on the left-hand side, Brother Kim. Nice to have you back. I hope you put on a thousand million miles on that thing. Get it out of your system. <laughs> Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? I tell you, you know, you, you miss being, you, you like being away, but you miss being home. It's the greatest paradox of man, or at least for me. And uh, some people say, well, you should stay longer. I said, next time I will if you keep telling me to. So, Brother Jean, thank you for your word that you preached. I loved it. God bless you. Brother West, Sister Diane, I love seeing you sitting there. That is a special treat. Nice to have you here. All those that are visiting this morning, I want to greet all those that are on the internet and phone hook up. God bless you all. Well, without any further delay, let's stand to our feet, please. Now, this is a, this is a tremendous subject, and um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subject that sometimes, uh, even if you say a word, uh, people glaze over. So I don't want you to glaze over, okay? I want you to, um, to pay attention, such, I know you will. But don't, don't, don't go off into your, uh, into your mind and your own thoughts because it, it is a deep thought and yet it's a thought that the prophet brought as a mystery revealed and it's one of those subjects that you cannot exhaust and I don't know whether I'll even be able to touch the surface of it at this moment but all, last, all this week I've been in Who is this Melchizedek for the last couple of weeks every morning getting up reading and I just trust that it'll be somehow a blessing to each and every one of you. And that's why I had Sister Joanne sing the song, My High Priest. So without any further delay, let's turn to, please, uh, Genesis chapter 17. I'm sorry, Genesis 14. When we read the scripture... We're reading the Bible, we understand that it's a book of redemption, and it's not a book of a bunch of stories. It's totally, the whole book is a book revealing Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and then John writes in John 1.14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So this is a very important thought and is something that needs to be proclaimed. 
And I thought of, of titling the little message this morning just to try and get a foundation. Heads up. Heads up. And uh, then I thought, no, I'll, I'll just stay with consider how great this man is. Because that's what Paul writes in Hebrews. So if we combine it together, heads up. I want you to know how great this man is. So I'm giving you a heads up. Okay? I'm giving you a heads up. So the Bible reads here in Genesis 14, And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he, deliver, and he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them, pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back some of the goods. No, sir. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, and he brought back all the goods. And also brought back his brother Lot, his goods, the women also, and the people. You have to look, when you're looking and reading in the scriptures, just think about how Jesus plunders Satan's kingdom. So when you look at Abram, you look at Abraham, you look at how that he reflects and he reveals Christ. So he went after fallen men and he plundered Satan's kingdom and he brought all back. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedalomar and of the kings which were with him at the valley of Sheba, which is the king's dale, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and, ble- and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Salem, un- and the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said unto the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heavens and earth, and I will not take from thee a thread, even to a shoe latch. I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I made Abram rich, save only that which the young men have eaten and the portions of the men which were with me, and our Eshcol, Mamre, let them take their portion. Let's pray. Father, we've read your word. We just pray now that you will open it up to each and every one of us, realizing it was a great mystery revealed by a prophet of Malachi 4. Lord Jesus, we are asking that you will give us eyes of understanding, ears to hear what the Spirit would say. Would you move us higher in the realms of God? We ask it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may have your seats. I'd like you to turn now to Hebrews chapter 7. 
Hebrews chapter 7. We'll start actually reading verse chapter 6, verse 19. Which hope we have, an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest. Even Jesus made a high priest for a, forever after the order of Melchizedek. I'll just stop here for a moment just to, to, to mention just a couple of things. There is not a person on the planet that understands this subject outside of a believer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have looked it up. I have scoured it. I have looked and seen to what they have to say. And it is abysmal. It really is. It's abysmal. But a prophet comes in this generation at the end of his ministry taking this thought, who is this Melchizedek? So if he took the time to reveal this mystery, then it's something we should actually pay attention to. Not glaze over and say, oh my goodness, he's talking about who is this Melchizedek? Well, let's just look in. Can I say it very quickly? Can I say it? Melchizedek is Jesus Christ. So that takes all the mystery out of that mystery. Oh, he's not something that they say, oh, he's a teaching or he's an order or something. A prophet comes down and said, God came in Morphe. In Morphe, changing a mask that he might let you know you yourself have met the same Melchizedek. He's your high priest. He's my high priest. He can be touched by the feeling of your infirmity. If you've got a need, God can answer that need. It's whether or not you want that need to be met. They lined up. Brother Branham, I, I, in, in the message, who is this Melchizedek? He said, Daddy, you should have been with me this morning. I was up early to go by the church. They were lined up feeding their babies out of pop bottles. Were they coming to see William Branham? Or were they seeing God in Morphe? Were they seeing God in a veil? Were they just coming to Brother Branham? Or were they coming to Branham Tabernacle? Billy said that there are many people been asking for private Interviews. This is page two. Billy said that there have been many people asking for private interviews during this time. He's preaching marriage and divorce the night before. Now he's preaching, who is this Melchizedek? He said, and many have asked to have their little babies dedicated Oh, how I want to do that. But you see, when I come to this time, it's so urgent. And I think, saints of God, that we, I don't care where you're sitting 
I don't really care where, where you're at spiritually right now. But there's something in my heart that wants to put in your heart an urgency. An urgency. It's not just saying, I got a, I got a picture on the wall of the pillar of fire. Or I believe William Branham's a prophet. Or, I believe that there's a message that has come in this day. I believe it's more urgent than that. Those are important. But the importance of the message is to have relationship with this one that God used to unveil himself. I go to Cloverdale, by the way, does not do nothing for you. It's a wonderful little building that God has given us. That's true. But it's the God in the people that's more important. Very important. Oh, he said, oh, I, want to, I, I want to do that. I want to dedicate the babies. I want to do that. But at this time, it's so urgent. I have to stay right all the time in the study of his word and prayer on account of bringing these messages. Would you say it's important? Listen, saints of God, how many of us have skipped who is this Melchizedek because we think it's something that it's only for ministers or only for older people along the line? Saints, the whole thing is about Jesus. The whole message is Christ. So then if a prophet said it's urgent, it's urgent. It's not the little stories we tell and, and how we need our five steps to success. If you pray enough, you can't pray enough. Read enough, you can't read enough. Study, you can't study enough. It takes revelation. You can read till the cows come home. You can read till the moon turns blue, whatever the blue moon's all about, once in a blue moon. It has nothing to do with it. But it has everything to do with revelation. It has everything that God reveals himself to you. Remember that day that God revealed you needed salvation? Do you remember that day? That God revealed to you you're a sinner and you need to be saved. What a revelation. Do not belittle that revelation. That is a mighty revelation. Because once you get that revelation, you can never be the same again. I'm sorry, saints. I can't drink no more. I don't smoke no more. I don't run around no more. I'm a changed man. Every time he reveals himself, it brings you to a higher plane. Do not stay where you're at. Get higher. Dig deeper. Dig deeper. Don't just be a head nodder. nodder. Be a worshiper. One that worships the king. Glorifies the king. He's the great high priest. And he's worthy of all praise and glory and honor to his holy name. God bless you, Brother Stan. We'll be praying for you and have prayed for you. This great high priest. For this Melchizedek 
king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham. Notice, from Abram to Abraham. He never said Abram. The New Testament does not identify with the old man. The New Testament only identifies with the new man. Abraham had the H. The H is a part of God's name. So God only, only identifies himself to his elect, to his predestinated. So this Melchizedek, this great high priest, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings. I think we need a little bit more slaughter around here. Thank you, Brother Glenn. Thanks, Brother Roy. Do I hear another amen? Amen. I think we need to start taking back what's ours. Mm-hmm. Amen. We need to fight for what's ours. Abraham fought at, at how, how many years has he had been down the road? Was he 85, 86, 87? And he fought for his land. He fought for what was his. Oh, whatsoever shall be will be. If God wants him back, he'll come back. Are you kidding me? Abraham put faith into action. He did something. He did something. He didn't build an altar. He put a sword in his hand and went after what was his. I trust you'll put the word in your hand and go after what's yours. But people today, they want it easy. It never has been easy, and it never will be easy. It's a fight to the finish. Heads up. Abraham was returning from the slaughter of the kings, blessed him, and to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all tithe, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Without father. Now this is what, this is what blows my mind. We're reading scripture, true? We're reading scripture. Without father, without mother, without ending, um, without father, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now, how do men come to a conclusion by reading the word that it's only a priesthood order? Tell me how they come to that conclusion. You're brain dead. They haven't, uh, I, I don't know, are they reading, what, Time Magazine? It is what it says. But I'd like you to take a note, verse 4. 
Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. Now, anybody that starts, like, I am not an English major. In fact, me and English had a problem. I think I missed too much school. And if you go to the commentators and you go into the different translations, and I read 61 translations of this scripture. And after reading 61 translations, you come to the conclusion you needed Malachi 4. I needed Malachi 4. Because if you can tell me he's without end of life, without beginning, without mother, without father, consider how great this man was. Really? Was he or is he? I want you to consider how great this man is. Not was, is. Not past, present. Not history, reality. If he was Melchizedek in the day of Abraham, he's Melchizedek this morning in the church at Cloverdale Bible Way. And who is this Melchizedek? None other than the Son of Man himself, which is Jesus Christ. He's my priest. He's your priest. He's the one that could stand between a holy God and a sinful man. We are living in the most insidious darkest, creepiest, degenerated, godless hour that man has ever lived in. You say, well, as it was in the days of Noah, true. As it was in the days of Sodom, true. But you must remember, they are combined and congealing into one perversion. But there's another dimension that is driving back the darkness that would try to ensnare your life and take from you what is rightfully yours. And I want to say to you, according to the word of God, go get what's yours. Go get what's yours. Get your daughter. Get your son. Get your wife. Get your family. Get them in. I remember Brother Ed called me up one time and one of my sons was gone a little wayward. He said, you might have to mortgage your house. You might have to buy some quads. You might have to do something. We spend millions. We send these men overseas to preach the millions. But how much is your son worth? How much is your daughter worth? Spend a little money on them. Spend some time on your family. Serious. 
He said, if you got to get a line of credit, get a line of credit. That's our pastor. I took his counsel, and by the grace of God, he sits here in the assembly of the living God. Take godly counsel, people. Take God at his word. Do something. Go after it. It's mine. Spend millions. You want to go play church? There's many churches. Go play. Go play. Go play. Go play. Go sing your little song. Go play, Joy. Go, just go play. You, if, that, if that's what you want to do, just go do that. But if you want to walk in the word, walk in Christ, take possession, claim it, possessor, I'll take not a shoelatch of Sodom, but I'll take everything heaven's given me. He gave me salvation. If he can save me, he can deliver me. If he can save me, he can heal me. I'll take a, not a shoelatch of Laodicea, but you give me Jesus Christ, possessor of heaven and earth. Word. He's the word. Hallelujah. We're not in this, saints of God, just to play church no more. I'm sorry. The announcement that Melchizedek is here means that heaven must be here. I ended the service last time before leaving. Before the marriage could take place, there had to be, under the Jewish law or under the Jewish tradition, there had to be a priest present to marry the husband and the wife. And Brother Bram said, who is this Melchizedek? The great high priest was present. And the prophet took the ring of unmerited, predestinated grace and put it on your finger. Not engraved by the world. They do not wear a ring engraved. They don't have precious stones. All they got is deity. All they got is gold. A gold band representing Christ himself. Then if Melchizedek is here, a marriage is taking place and we're going to a wedding supper. Can I hear an amen? We are not here, saints, to play church. We are here to put a body change on. And with Melchizedek here, he is telling us then there is a theophany body that awaits you that's already been prepared for you. King Theophany, King Jesus, the king of your new body is here. Then if the king of your new body is here, I want to know where your new body is. Brother Bram talks to, takes the subject, who is this Melchizedek? He said, as the mother gives birth, there was a spirit waiting for that body. He said, but if you go by the change or go by the grave, there is a new body that awaits you. And if you are here and you get transformed, amen, there's a body that awaits you. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I'm waiting to put on my theophany. You know, we make a little song. In my theophany. It's way past that, folks. And I, I'm sorry if, if you think I'm ridiculing anything. I'm not, because I love the song. But it's not, you know, I'm going up. Woo! 
The announcement of Melchizedek was the announcement of your theophany. Come on, EBA. You got to stay with me. Because in your theophany is calling, if it's calling you, it's calling you to perfect health. That's why he said, if there was no healing, there's no resurrection. If there be no resurrection, then there is no theophany. Do you believe in healing? I, I hope so, because it's all in here. Brother Bram said, if you don't believe in it, he says, you don't believe in it. He said, healing is a part of our inheritance. But Abraham met this Melchizedek. Can I change the name? Gil. How many kings have you slaughtered? Hmm? How many kings have it? I, I, you know, Brother, brother uh, Andrew, he talked about trophies. Hmm? I, I, you know, I got a trophy on my wall called nicotine. Yep. I slaughtered that king. Where's your trophy? Huh? How about drinking? Anybody here used to drink in the world? Thank you, Brother Stan. You're the only one that stood. Another one just a little waved their hand. Nobody really wants to, you know, drink. Hey, it bound me. And I didn't even marveled when I had a few drinks. I'd look at the label and it said spirits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking spirits. That's why Brother Bram said in every bottle is adultery, fornication. In that bottle, demon powers. But one day I met Melchizedek. Hallelujah. After the slaughter of that king. And I put that demon on my wall. And it's dead. Hallelujah. How about your demons? Are they on the wall? Are they dead? Are they your trophies? Then you are his victory. Hallelujah. It always, all through all the messages, we are his victory, Phil. We are his victory. It's little Johnny time. So I wanted Heads Up or Little Johnny Time as a title. Everybody knows the story about Little Johnny? That's the time where, you know, Little Johnny goes plays in the highway? Huh? Okay. How many here has a, a toddler, let's say, under five? You know, you can't actually go like this. <laughs> huh? And all of a sudden, you know, he goes play and he walks out the front yard. You are already on urgent. Stop! Don't go any farther. Because if you go on the road, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get killed. I think it's little Johnny time. Stop playing church. Amen. Stop playing church. Let's dig a little deeper. In God's love, dig a little deeper in his word. Johnny time. Wake up, church. Oh, but we just like the simple things. Well, 
You got to have the simple things to get the deeper things. Did Brother Branham stay with you must be born again? Did he stay with you must be baptized? He brought all that into his message, but it became greater, greater, more unfolding. He saw the first pull and looked for the second pull, looked for the third pull. There was something in him that was propelling him. But we can coast now. We got our RSPs. No, 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 no. Just remember, banks are falling. Oh, isn't that a wonderful message? You might go to your bank tomorrow and have no funds. Say, man, I wish I would have listened to that prophet a little more. I wish I would have got a little bit more revelated because the power of the spoken word lays in her. You're going to need it. Mm-hmm. You're going to need it. Nice to see you, Ryan. God bless you. Johnny time, crying out time, get off the road time, get off the fence time, get into Christ time. You must be born again. It's that time. No, war, no new birth, no heaven. At best, tribulation. No new birth, no rapture. Get into the message. Get into the Christ. Oh, I come with mommy. I come with daddy. That doesn't mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. Every daughter and son of God must be born again. Must be. You must. It's an urgent statement. And I don't care if you're married to a man of God or not. You need salvation. You be married to a woman of God. You need salvation. It's not an option. It's not an option. God has given us many previews in the scripture of this glorious rapture change. Peter writes in 2 Peter 1 and 16, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we're eyewitnesses of God's glory. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, that means another dimension. So there's something other than this dimension that you and I are living in that's better than this dimension. I don't want to dress up and look so handsome or pretty in this dimension. I would rather be dressed in his righteousness and be dressed in his presence in that dimension. So he said, I like your suit. I'd rather them say, I like your life. I like your tie. I'd rather them say, I like your life.
For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came a voice to him from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And we were all so a more short word of prophecy, whereunto you do well, that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart, knowing this first that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Now here's Peter giving a, um, an illustration, and yet not an illustration, but giving us a very focused description what happened on Mount Transfiguration. Moses was there. Elijah was there. And Jesus was there. Glorified. There was Moses, Theophany. Elijah, theophany, Jesus glorified. Now tell me, who told Peter that was Elijah? Did he have a picture? I didn't know they had cameras. Who told them that that was Moses? So there was a quickening that came to them, realizing those that go by the grave get a new body. Those that go by the rapture get a new body, but they're all glorified in him. All shadows types for you and I to prepare ourselves, not for this life, but for the next life to come. I'm not interested in seeing you reformed. I'm not interested in preaching reformation messages. I'm only interested in preaching to you that you will love him and be transformed into his likeness. We have too many reformer preachers. This has to go. You got to quit this. You don't do that. Heels this high. Skirts this long. Oh, there's a lot of them. Don't worry, saints of God. There's a lot of them. That's ABCs. And if we have to preach that, we're missing something. Or you're missing something. Mm. Types, shadows, Christ glorified. Hear ye him. Seeing Moses and Elijah, it wasn't a, a cloud or a mist. or a, It was a body prepared. A body awaits you. So can I say in this wicked time, we say that we're living in, yet it's the most tremendous hour ever to man, greatest hour for the church, and yet it's the midnight hour, and darkness has crept in. But there was a cry at midnight, and we heard the cry. It's gone forth, and the elect has heard it. The time of the wise and the foolish are here. Okay, I won't look at anybody now. The time of the wise and the foolish are here. The time when people have oil and the time that people don't have oil. You have people that are filled with God and people that are looking for God. 
They're still virgins. I'm not putting them out of heaven. But they haven't believed in the full atonement of Christ. The power of the blood. The forgiveness of sin. Look it up. 1964, questions and answers. You can't forgive? Foolish virgin. Well, I went over big. Maybe you're thinking of somebody you haven't forgiven. I'll give you time to get that under the blood before I preach anymore. Got it there? Thank you. I gave you that much time. That's why the Bible talks about taking communion. Take time. Ponder these things. Consider these things. This is serious. Don't you want to go to heaven? I do. I do. I certainly do. So it's the time of the wise and the foolish. I've never seen a time where people are running from different churches. Boy, that's really, really. Did that just land right in front of me? (laughs) Murphy, settle down. He said, only Brother Tom can preach like that. No, 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 no. No, we're, we're, we're talking about your eternal destination. We're talking about having oil in your lamp. Having God in your lamp. Burning bright. Letting the Holy Ghost stir you up. Letting the fire of God burn you up. That's the kind of time we're talking about. Not just sitting there looking nice and in your nice little robe, but something inside that I got to have him. Give me Jesus. Give me the word. Give me the unveiling. Let me know who he is. Oh, I believe Brother Branham. Good. Millions did and look where they are today. If you believed it, you'd do it. Oh, if I, if I just handed out Christ and Mr. God revealed to every one of you and you lived what, what he preached on that one message, we'd be a full-up church here every Wednesday, every service there'd be. That's Christ and Mr. God revealed. That's not Tom Ray. Oh, man, I got to get off first page. We're at a time where the wise and the foolish virgin, some are trying to find it and some have it. If you've got it, rejoice. If you haven't got it, cry out. You're going to cry out one way or another. Give me some of your oil. Get your own. I've got enough for myself. Not a nice subject people like to preach on. But it should be preached on. Because if people wouldn't be running around. People trying to be preachers when they're not preachers. You say, well, Brother Tom, do you have a quote for that? Absolutely. Brother Ram said there's preachers that shouldn't even be preachers. But they can put a quote together. That has nothing to do with it. What it has to do with it is the five-fold ministry that God gives a people 
to dress his church that she will be without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Well, I don't like his preaching. Listen, get to the altar. I don't like the way he parts his hair. Get to the altar. I don't like COVID. Boo hoo ha ha. There's more things worse than COVID coming. You better know Jesus. You better know the God of your salvation. Brother Bram said there's things coming on the earth that make cancer look like a toothache. And look how COVID shut down the world. Heads up. You know what heads up means? I thought it'd help you. Give you a heads up. If you look out at the definition of heads up, it means the call to attention. Danger for one group of people. Heads up. It's a danger to one group of people, but a heads up is an important matter to another group of people. So which group are you? I happen to be the second one. I got a heads up knowing my redemption draweth nigh. It's a heads up. It's a knowing that there certainly is a danger in the land. There's a lukewarmness, Joseph. It's, 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 it's creepy, crawling, insidious demon that would just love to come into this church and cause us just to be another little cool down message church. Well, let me tell you something. I deny that demon. I resist it in the name of Jesus Christ. Church that's on fire. A church that loves to worship. A church that stands in the promise of God. A church that goes after the lost. A church. Some of you brothers here should be lifting your hands. Glorifying God yourself. How do we be examples? We can't tell you to glorify God if we don't glorify God. We can't tell you to worship God if we don't worship God. Daddies, you can't tell your children to have victory. You don't have victory. Mothers, you can't say, children, read your Bible when you don't read your Bible. You are a reflection, whether you like it or not. You are a reflection of God living in flesh again. Prophet didn't say, I'm prophet. Prophet didn't say, I'm teacher. Prophet didn't say, I'm evangelist. He operated in that office and you knew exactly what he was. You live as a son and daughter of God. You know who you are. Heads up, danger. Heads up, call to attention. Heads up, there's an important matter taking place. A prophet said it's urgent. 
I can't dedicate babies. It's urgent. My message is so urgent. This unveiled Christ. Do you think just the seven seals were the seven seals? Everything after the seals were contained in the seals. Come on. Just stay with me just a little bit more. I've only been in 50 minutes, okay? 55 minutes. Every message after those seals came out of those seals. That's absolutely true. Brother Bram said that token message should have followed those seals. Come on. So every message after those seals was another unveiling of God. Then who is this Melchizedek? Was God Morphe in a people again? Hallelujah. He talked about God in Morphe 1964. Unveiled Christ. Un- unveiling of God. Unveiling mighty God. Mighty God unveiled before us. He talks about in Morphe, in Morphe, in Morphe, in Morphe. What was he telling us? There's another dimension, another dimension. There's another dimension. I'm living in two worlds. There's another dimension. I'm getting called to that other dimension. If I could just give him my body for a temporal resurrection. What was he doing? Going into another dimension. So it's not just knowing Brother Branham about Brother Branham. Brother Branham was wanting to raise you up to get you into another dimension. Walking with the prophet is a wonderful thing and I wish I had the privilege of doing that. Glorious thing. But what he preached and what was spoken to me was glory upon glory. Glory upon glory. I had a brother call me. He said, there's only one man that I know that walked with that prophet that stayed true and on on." Point preached and was was stable was your pastor brother Ed Biscal. I said you are absolutely correct. You never heard him making himself something because he walked with a prophet. He just had the privilege to be a friend of a prophet, and he that is a friend of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. He's a mighty man of God. And you are privileged, and I was privileged to sit under that ministry. Hallelujah. That was not a man. That was God in a man. Hallelujah. And now you look around the room, and I want to say to you, look around the room. It's not just God in a man. It's God in men, and it's God in women, and it's God in mercy once again. Not because you nod your head, not to say that you're saying hallelujah, not that you lift up your hands like I made a point of, and I'm sorry if that offended anybody, but saints of God, I can't help it. My Bible says I'm a king and a priest, and I'm a chosen generation. If I can't be happy about that, I don't know what I can. I'm sorry. I'm thrilled. If there's one shouting on the streets of glory, it will be me. You think I'm a fanatic now? You've seen nothing then. You've seen nothing. If I make it by the grace of God, and I hear, well done, thou faithful servant, enter now into the joys of the Lord. They'll be skipping, shouting, rejoicing, praising. 
What I am here, I am there. Hallelujah. You do not change. What I am here, I am there. Hallelujah. You might see the weakness of my flesh. Praise the Lord, it's dropping. You might see one another's weakness. Praise God, it's dropping. You're going to hang it up. You're going to hang it up and you're going to put a new body and the real you is going to be tabernacled in that body. Glory! That's what the prophet was trying to bring us into. Not to know more about the horse rider, the Catholic church. Do you know that they were preaching the great horde before the message even came? It's still a cage of every filthy and unclean bird. But he just told us what it would happen to it. Watch Russia. We're there. Let it pop its bomb down its smokestack. You read more and more that Ratzklinger. Is that what his name was before he stepped down? That Pope? Ratzinger? Zingler? Whatever. Yep. Whatever he is, that was pretty close. Take the rat and forget the rest. And I say that respectfully because now he's under investigation and being part of child molestation. Listen, don't tell me your Bible is not true. It is the cage of every filthy and unclean bird. But there was a cry at midnight. And that cry was for you and it was for me. Come out of her, my people, and be not partakers. Hallelujah. They'll find hundreds of little boy graves, little girls' graves throughout Canada residential schools by the Catholic Church, but they don't say Catholic Church. Why don't they say Catholic Church? Because Canada is a Catholic nation. Not one religious program allowed on Canada soil. Think about it. Boy, you really got quiet there. But I think there's some podcasts coming. Right? Thank you. You never thought of that, did you? When we started radio, it was Kerry Radio right on the Blaine side, broadcasting into Canada. Mm. Brother Mark, he's shaking his head. You go to Montreal, you find out how Catholic Montreal is. You find out who's the seat in the Senate and who's running power. You'll find out that it's Catholic. And I'm not a Catholic basher because a converted Catholic makes a tremendous believer. Amen. A good Catholic converted makes a tremendous believer. That's true. I'll leave it there. That's another time, okay? But just believe me, they certainly do. And we love them all. So we're not Catholic bashing. We're bashing that demon that holds the snares of people's souls. Billions. The wealth of the world found in her. 
and she doesn't even open its purse strings to help the poorest nation. It milks of their gold and their resources. That is a demon. Where Jesus, where the prophet said, Satan feeds off the flesh of his children, and that is exactly the truth. But we, come on, met Melchizedek, who gave us bread and gave us wine. Amen. Come eat of this bread, and you'll have eternal life. Drink of this cup, and you'll have stimulation that gives revelation. Thus, we're eating off the body word of the Son of Man. We're not eating a wafer. We're eating Christ. Amen. It's heads up time. Calling attention to danger for one group, but calling another attention to an important matter. The rapture is upon us. The stage is set to go. The messenger has come and gone. The bride is coming to her position. Heads up is a call to attention, to danger, or to an important matter. To warn someone that something's going to happen. And he needs to be prepared for what may come their way. So let not your heart be troubled. Sister Precious, don't let your heart ever be troubled. Yeah. Listen, saints, if it does, how many have seen the economy go weird in the last three years? Do I, 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 it's not even scripture that I'm asking for an amen on, and you amen more there. <laughs> the economy, man. I used to, you know, I, I went to the groceries with Joanne not too long ago before we went away, and we got two bags of groceries for 200 bucks. My dad filled a trunk for 60. Where is it going? But I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. My hope is not in Laodicea, my hope is in the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, you see each one of those ages, 19, uh, questions and answers, 1963. You see each one of those ages only take a dip into the Holy Spirit. Justification is a work of the Holy Spirit. Sanctification is a work of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is the Holy Spirit. That's the reason it took the prophetic prophet to come down. No messenger to the age because the Holy Ghost has come himself. In his fullness of the baptism. But at the end of the age, as always, he ends up on the others. We find there, then the messenger is sent at the end. And all these scruples and things that are placed in their places like that, then once that is tied together, the rapture takes place. Jordan, aren't you so thankful? That God could come and not just encounter Abraham. At the battle of kings, you were battling many kings at camp. But I want to tell you, by the word of God, you defeated those kings. Hallelujah. 
You defeated those kings and God has now given you communion with himself. Showing us, as the prophet said, one day we'll have communion with him. In the air. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth was passed away and there was no more sea. But I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride adorned. For her husband. Brother Bram said in Satan's Eden, she'll burst forth. Yes, sir. She'll come forth that new earth. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth passes away. No more sea. We were talking about that while we were on holidays. All you could see around us, see, 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 see. But one day you will see no sea. Think about it. One glorious Eden. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. Huh? There will be no more sea. And I, John, saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending from God out of heaven. There God will be with his true attributes, sons and daughters, where he can fellowship with them In holiness, with their eyes blinded to any sin, there will be no more sin from there on. Hallelujah. No more unbelief. No more devils. No more imps. Just glory after glory after glory after glory. Hallelujah. So by faith, by faith, Abraham, soldiered in a land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac, Jacob, and the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is what? God, if you do look, please help me. If you want to do a Bible study, help me. Find out that Abraham was looking for that city. He was a soldier. He was a stranger. But then when Paul writes, he writes he's a soldier and a stranger. But he was looking for a city. That was now Paul writing in Hebrews. But then at the end of the age, a prophet comes on the scene and not only says Abraham was looking for a city, but he looked up to the place to where that city comes down. Looking for a city (laughs) up yonder where We'll never die. They're the sated million. We'll never, never, never say goodbye. Hallelujah. Abraham was looking for it. He looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. That prophet 
Now notice how then Brother Bram now turns it. He said that prophet knowing it was somewhere. It was somewhere. And you had a prophet say, it's ready to descend. Are you ready? Are you ready? Should the master call us home? We read in Abraham's life, he had one ambition, and that was to find that city whose builder and maker was God. And if we are of that seed, that spiritual seed in Christ, shouldn't we be looking for a city? Should we not be considering how great a man he is or was, I think we should start considering how great a man he is. If you look it up, which I did, and you look it up in your Bible, how many have your Bibles with you? How many have a King James Version? In, uh, would you mind turning to Hebrews? Because I just want to close on this. Because we'll start another day. It looks like I'm running out of time here. You will find, as the commentators write, that you're in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 4. Just in case you forgot. How many has, was italicized? Put up your hand. You can hold it up just so that other people might see. So in your King James Version, it has the word was italicized. Do you know the reason why it's italicized? Because those that were writing it could not figure out should it be a was or an is. But if we go into who is this Melchizedek, I love how Brother Branham says it here. Think, page seven, think of this great person, how great a man this must be. Be is is, not was. So I don't want you to think that I'm adding or subtracting or taking away from the word. But I will use what a prophet says. And God vindicated that prophet. So how great a man that man is, I say today, he's very great. Has he met you? Has he fed you? Have you conquered? Will you conquer? Will you be raptured? Are you hearing from your theophany? Are you going to another dimension? Amen. So if you go through the message, which we will over the next few services, you will find out when Brother Branham starts mentioning Melchizedek, theophany, he says he takes out of then Corinthians If this earthly body, 
should pass away, there's another body that awaits you. So then this king, Jesus, this king, Shalom, this king of kings is the one that has met you on your journey and has gave a part of himself to you, which is his word for you to conquer every and any battle you shall encounter. Hallelujah. He abideth a priest continually. Not was, is. Not was, is. You want victory? He's here to give it to you because he is. He's the I am. He's the great one. He's the omnipotent one. He's the one that is present for your need this morning. Think of it. There was an urgency in the prophet's heart to deliver this message. He has preached unveiling of God. Mighty God unveiled before us. He's talking about theophany and theophany bodies. And we sing songs of my theophany. But really what he's trying to say is there's another dimension that you're going to. And there is a body that's awaiting you. Don't live for here. Live for there. Conquer the now that you will get there then. Disputed person, absolutely. You'll read all about him and you'll be more confused than you are unless you listen to, who is this Melchizedek? The unveiled God that has come down in this generation to live in tabernacles of flesh such as yourself and myself. A person without end. God immorphy in a people once more. Changing himself. He's the one that met Abraham as Elohim. And you say, praise the Lord, Elohim came to Abraham's tent. You say, El Shaddai came to Abraham. You say, Jehovah Jireh came to Abraham. I want to say to you, Melchizedek came to Abraham. And the same one that came to Abraham in Elohim is the same one that came to Abraham in Melchizedek. Remember, your eyes, your stature. You were in his thinking at the beginning. You that think that you have a big nose. He knew you had a big nose. You who have a turned up nose. Nose, your nose. Your eyes, your color. Your stature. He knows. He thought of it. And he spoke it. Think about it, Brother Gary. Brother Bram said, He knew what seat you're sitting in. And he knew that I'd be standing at the pulpit. And he said, The seat you're sitting in, you're fulfilling God's purpose. And thus, the man that's standing here this morning is fulfilling God's purpose. God knows 
your stature. He knows your thoughts. He knows you. Now, just in closing. There's a city beyond the starry sky where there never, never, never comes a night. We are going there by and by to a city where the Lamb is the light. Do you, or might I ask the question, do you desire to have an urgency to go there. He had an urgency to preach the message. We should have an urgency not just to talk about the message but that the message be in us. That we can be a full expression of the great thought of God that he had for us in the beginning. Then when a man is born again, right smack in the middle of who is this Melchizedek, when a man is born again from heaven, he has become a spirit babe in Christ. And then when this robe of flesh is dropped... There's a natural body and there's a theophany. Then the body turns back and picks up that glorified body. He says, when you recognize the word of God and the word of God was eagle food, then you left those other things. You then have been formed into the living image of the living God. And here's the quote that is quoted so often. So I'll reread what I just read. When we recognize the very word of God was eagle food, then you left other things. You've been formed into the living image of the living God you've heard from your theophany for if this earthly body be dissolved we have one waiting have you heard the word of God have you been born again Have you the Spirit of God dwelling in you? Then if your answers are true and correct and you believe and receive it, then saints of God, what's your problem? (laughs) Because you know how he starts to end it? With Paul's head on the block. (laughs) 
I think if David, if there was a block here and a fellow with an axe, I do think your wife and children would be a little bit alarmed. I, I honestly actually do. Because I'd be a little bit concerned myself. But then he came to a place of perfect peace. Knowing, oh grave, where is your victory? I'm just going to hang up this robe of flesh and I'm going to put on my theophany. It's not a song. It's a reality. And how do we get there is by eating eagles' food. And I probably should leave it right there. Then who is this one, this man we shall consider, how great a man he is? Who is he? Jesus. Brother Ram said he's the son of man. And that son of man is Jesus Christ himself. This man was without father or mother. It was almighty God immorphed in a body. Letting men and women know there will be a time because of the fall. Redemption's plan is going to start unfolding. And in its unfolding of redemption, God, how great a man he is, the one who filled all time and space, came down to a little blood cell and created himself an egg and sperm to create his own body to dwell in. That's how great a man he is. Because in that body, he purchased your redemption. In that body, he delivered you from every snare that Satan had in your life. That body hung on the cross for your redemption. That word, that bleeding word, washed you and cleansed you and made you whole and he became your high priest the one who you should adore and love this morning this Melchizedek has revealed himself but the Branham says as the son of man as a prophet he has come the son of man the son of God the son of David, our lovely Lord Jesus. Musicians, please come. I just got off the page one. We will do good. Who is this Melchizedek that you've encountered? Who's the great high priest? I don't pay tithes. Wow. I didn't even want to go there. I don't pay tithes. I don't give offerings. Well, you better grow up and do it. Abraham did. Are you of his seed? Mm. 
It's a very deep subject and we can go through many, many factors forever because we're talking about God. Yeah. We should be prepared to give our lives, give our substance, give our all to get this last one in. We're not playing church. We've got a vision and that is to go and preach the gospel to every creature and every nation. And to see this message alive, not just on the lips of the people, but in the hearts of the people. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Lord, with every head bowed and every eye closed, we approach your throne of grace this morning. So much to say, and saying, Lord, maybe a little scattered. But I pray, God, that this great high priest, this lovely Lord Jesus, would come on the scene for each and every one. I do not know who's been in the battle this week, but consider how great this man is. You're the mighty conqueror. And so, Father, I'm praying this morning. That if there's someone here that needs a born-again experience that has desired the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, I pray, Father, you'll reach down in the hearts of men and women, children, older ones alike. May they look to you, the Lamb of God, this great high priest that you are, this lovely Lord Jesus that's present now, Father, I am praying that you're the searcher of every heart. Make all wrongs right, Lord. May there be forgiveness in the hearts of your children. May the love of God permeate every being. Lord, we've come into your house to worship you, the true and living God, and it's not in the shout because it could be an empty shout. We just pray, Lord, that your grace will come down. And your mercy become more alive in the hearts of your people. That there would be a consideration through not only this day, but through the week now. Consider how great a man this man is. To meet every need, every heart, and every life. I'm asking, Lord, that you'll become personal to each and every one. Melchizedek knew that Abraham was coming on the scene from a battle. You know each need and each one and each fight that they have fought. I pray you'll encourage them by the word this morning. And in the name of Jesus Christ, you'll do exceedingly more and abundantly than they would even ask or think. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's a land beyond the river that they call the sweet forever. Do we know that, Ryan? Do we have that up there? Brother Bram sings it quite often. 
There's a land beyond the river Sounds like we're singing it like we're going to a funeral. When they ring those golden bells. Listen, there's more than bells going to be ringing when we cross over. There's going to be a glory, hallelujah, jubilee, saints of God. We don't want an idea passed on by past religions. We want to realize a prophet's come to show us that we are going in with a great victory. They're not going to ring the little golden bell. Oh boy, Brother Tim showed up. 
<laughs> it's going to make what Michael showed the other day, the Liberty Bell. I tell you, there's going to be a bells of all bells over there. And those angels are going to stand in the glory of Almighty God. They're going to be ringing those bells. You're going to be dancing on the streets of glory. You're going to your new future home. Melchizedek is here. And we are looking for a change in the body. Ding dong. I'll tell you, it'll be the sweetest ding dong you've ever heard. It'll be tempered just right. It won't be iron, it'll be gold. It's called the golden bells. Please don't get it to tickle, tickle, tickle. It'll be swing, swing, swing. They've arrived. We've arrived. A prophet is announcing your arrival. Hallelujah. Melchizedek is present. The city's above us. I'm ready to go into my new body. Hallelujah. There's another one. I'm okay. Looking for a city. <laughs> I'm looking for a city. No, that's too high. Go down.
doesn't, if that doesn't bring a song in your heart, I don't know what will. Saints of God. What a time that's going to be. It could happen any time now. Just any moment. Let that change. Let that expectation, let that urgency be upon you. Consider how great this man is that's been walking with you all a step, every step of the way. Every battle you won, he's there to give you bread and wine. Let him give you more of himself. Amen. Let's pray one more time. Father, we're thankful for this time to rejoice after the word of God. We just pray now that you'll go with your people. Let the presence of God go with each and every one. And may God, the reality of this body change become so real to each and every heart, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Greet one another. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Nice to have you here this morning.
Thank you.